Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Angels. Um, so I wasn't going to do a podcast this morning, but, um, my day started off interesting. You know, I'm still on my, um, PTO until, um, secret day. Anyway, you'll know when I'm doing my podcast on my way to work. But, um, so right now today I'm just still, you know, taking time out to rest. And, um, I just wanted to really speak to you guys real brief. I want to kind of try to make it as brief as possible, but I really want to impact you with this gym. Um, this morning, one of my favorites, you know, at the salon, she, you know, was expressing to me concerns about just the pandemic impacting her business. And she's used to, you know, living a certain lifestyle. And she wasn't saying that. I just know this, that when I came, you know, she was just coming back from another vacation. I think she had just come back from Greece. And prior to that, she was someplace else, I think in Italy or, you know, and, um, and she's got a great testimony. You know, she came from a a foreign country when she was 18 years old. You know, she came from a good family, but they had to flee or, you know, to seek asylum just to live a better life here because things were changing in that country due to political things. And so she was able to just like, you know, come here and, you know, create a life for herself. And so, you know, through separation, etc., she ultimately had to, you know, pretty much create her whole life from the ground up and she did that and she has been very successful but now in this pandemic a lot has changed and this is the shift i believe and others you know that are wise that i trust also believe that this is the shift the shift is here the world shift is here so a lot of people like right now the super rich they're having their issues we just don't know about them but they're having them it's getting crazy and desperate for them too but um for the people that are just basic lay people who've been working who built a certain material life in the world you know unfortunately the world the matrix is breaking down so just as i spoke yesterday and i was saying this to her that it's crazy because i made a you know i did a podcast yesterday discussing our material things and the importance of not connecting those things to our value and so she doesn't feel that she you know she's like i'm not material you know i believe her but what is possibly happening because she is a good person is she's getting caught in the smoke because the balance of her relationship her spiritual relationship that needs to take shape right now who you were yesterday or prior to the pandemic you know you could get away with it but now it's really getting down to an either or type of situation so it's really about your character your trust in your relationship and having a relationship with a higher power. I don't want to ever be that person that's sitting over here saying you have to go chase God. There has to be a higher being. And for me and my people, I believe in a God. I believe that God is definitely um, a spiritual being that is on this planet is within us, but on a different planet is a being. And so nonetheless, I feel that you have to have a relationship at this time, because if you're not, we're living in the perilous times that have been spoken of. I'm 50 and they've been speaking about it in church since I was a little girl. And so I believe that these times are here and it's just so hard to accept because, you know, we can lay our eyes wherever we want. We can lay our eyes on the ocean and see beautiful things, people swimming, jumping, dolphins, or we can lay our eyes over to another part of the ocean where things are dying because the oil spilled in it or, you know, it's polluted. We don't 
we just, it depends on where we lay our eyes. And that's one of the sayings in the Bible that he gave to humanity to help them get right so that they, because they're losing sight of everything. Maybe they were forgetting his teachings once they got here through the indoctrination. But he gave a Bible and the Bible says that you need to be able to, you know, in these last days, you will, you know, there will be people building houses. We will struggle. There's a lot of things going on, but if you... You have a relationship only with your eyes where you see the destruction of the wicked, but you will not partake in their suffering. So, um, you know, I'm like, I feel grateful. I remember just a year ago, you know, being very concerned, you know, blessed and grateful to be working, you know, when I was ready to go back to work. But my daughter was also away for the first time. I was concerned about that. You know, um, you know, the job was a little odd, <laughs> you know, so it, there were things. But prior to that, just months before that, difficulties. A year from the time before that, extreme difficulties. So um, this is, 2020 has just been a great year. You know, it, it really has, it has forced us to, you know, lean on God and his will and not our own understanding. And if we can't do that, then there's going to be struggles. So I just want to say to those who might feel like my friend was feeling and I had felt and, you know, other people are definitely feeling it because you hear the stories of what's going on in the world. But if you're feeling like any type of hopelessness, if you're feeling like, you know, you're being forsaken, things are just like hopeless, like you don't know how it's going to change. You got to go work at Burger King or, you know, maybe if they'll hire you or something weird when you really do have everything that it takes within you to just win. It seems, you know, like rent is due at the end of the month or mortgage is due at the end of the month. It's already the 30th. What am I going to do? Okay. It might not be paid on the 30th. It might not be paid on the first. It might not be paid on the fifth, but it will get paid in the grace time because you have that grace. God's giving you grace and you will have everything you need when you need it. If you don't have that kind of faith in the times that we're living in, then I guess I would have to say, go ahead and accept your defeat. But otherwise the times that we're living in, It's our time. Like the people who work for God, who love God. And yes, we are not perfect. So maybe you don't know that's who you are because of your past experiences and things that you've done. But you will get to a point where you have to make a decision and say, you know what? I love God. I work with God. I'm going to stick with God. And you know that because you have to do some service. So there's some key things that you can do if you're feeling those hopeless feelings. For me, I have to be a blessing to others and I don't go seek it out anymore. God just puts them in my path. Like I know in my spirit, I need to do something to feel better in just I'm feeling so hopeless. And and the way I do that is the Holy Spirit guides me to recognize and I have a choice to recognize it. So the choice is still mine that I have a better than this person who's over here suffering and I can actually make a difference in their life and it won't even impact a smidgen of my life. But it will be impacting them in a way that they will maybe believe in another, like have faith in humanity another moment, another day. Maybe they'll just, that moment, that was when they asked for a sign from God and then I was the person to help give it to them. And now it changed their life and I don't even know because I kept it moving. That's what we have to do. You know, I saw that there was a post on Facebook this morning that said, you know, I just stayed to myself because people are just, there's a vibe that's like a secret animosity or, you know, just not for me type of vibe. And 
in the comments because I went to go look to see what the comments are saying. And this guy's usually a funny guy. He usually always has funny things, but he's a lot of interactive comments. And so there were comments and they were like 100. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's me. And I thought, God, that's sad that so many people see outside their home or the people that they know or interact with as secretly resentful or secretly having an animosity towards them, secretly not for them. It's like a weird vibe. That is sad. So if that's what's going on, yeah, it's time to start looking in the mirror because it's not gonna get better out here. I feel like the ships are just waiting for that moment to just shoot us down and destroy this planet. And you know what? Frankly, I have a lot more things I would like to do. So I'm trying to tell you guys, I'm not perfect, but I have pulled myself up from my bootstraps. I have pulled myself out of the pits of hell, like even just living in Baltimore for the time that I was there, seven years, seven years. And that's a magical number. And guess what? We triumphed. We had a lot of battles and we lost some. But at the end, the war, we won it. And that's why I'm here pushing through my imperfections, my fears of, uh, you know, failure, etc. to give you guys this information because you don't have to listen and I don't even care. What I care about is that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is my work, God work. So angels, if you're feeling hopeless out there, you don't have to. You did it before, you could do it again. But you don't have to do anything drastic. You're in this situation because your mindset has you there for real. I'm not just saying that because I saw it on TV. I know it. Okay? It is imperative that you think about what you're thinking. Where is your mind? Are you thinking, oh, I hope this stuff, I hope I can't, I hope it won't. No, I thank you for, thank you for making way because I know you wouldn't let me suffer because you said you wouldn't give me more than I can handle. So I know you're coming through and I thank you for moving, giving me the strength to move my feet to go get it or to just reach out if I'm used to having things that oh I'm used to making this kind of money I'm used to having all these I was there I remember being that person you know I remember being in Baltimore and you know driving this really whack car and the light was on and I think ultimately it started leaking and then we the next one we moved in my husband ended up getting like this Astro van and it the, the brakes didn't really work and you know um the air conditioner I don't remember if that worked but it used so much gas and it was just gross and side was disgusting and but he used it to pull our boat from New York to Maryland and then he just decided to keep that thing but it was just to me it was a mindset and I remember one of my daughter's friends, he, he was just such a funny guy. He was like, y'all need to, y'all need a better car than this. Mm-mm, you don't deserve this. And, <laughs> and, and so I remember that one time we were coming back from someplace. It was late at night. We were trying to beat his curfew. And the tire had unlodged. Like the wheel thingies had been shard off by a neighbor who was trying to hurt my husband. And so the tire was trying to come off while we're on the highway doing like 75 miles per hour. It's crazy. So anyway, um, it was just like a really like crazy time. But I just kept saying, I'm going to get a new car. This isn't my life. I remember saying this isn't my life. I remember going, wow, you know, my video was on MTV, you know, in constant rotation for like three months. You know, it was on BET, you know, (laughs) I had, you know, God. So, but yet this is my life, right? But all it really was doing was having to force me to really dig deep into my relationship. 
is my relationship solid? Is it real? Or is it based on this purse or this car or this apartment or this house? What is my relationship contingent on? What is my happiness contingent on? Because frankly, after almost dying, I'm so grateful to wake up every day. I'm just so grateful. So I had to finally start to go, okay, well, if I'm grateful, then what am I going to do in this first part of the day? And there's so many things to do. Like even just trying to do this podcast, there's so many things that I wanted to talk about. Right before I started, I was like almost not going to do it because I was feeling overwhelmed with the fact that there were so many different things. So the key thing here is if you're feeling hopeless, it's okay. It happens, but it's not okay to stay in that place, especially if you're a mom. If you're a mom or a dad or a guardian of a child or a teen, somebody needs you to be in a healthy space because the place doesn't get right unless you're a clean freak like my mom who would never let the place be messy even if she was depressed. But I'm just saying to you, it's time to figure out, okay, like I said to my friend today, think about the time when you felt like you were living your very best life. Your mind thoughts were great. Like I'm winning. I'm here. I'm going to get that money. Please. I'm going to get that account because I, I want it. You know, anything you put your mind to was yours. You can get back to that. Nobody's against you unless you work for the devil. If you're working for the devil, just go ahead and sign away your life because it's over. It's his time is done. He's saving the best for last. So if you're still here doing evil things and you're giggling to yourself like, I'm still here, you're not going to be here for long. And if you are, you're going to be a shining example of what's going to happen to them if you want to act like that, right? But if you're a God-fearing person who loves the Lord and this is losing your sight sometimes, losing your way sometimes, you know, watching too much TV and getting indoctrinated into, you know, some madness or looking at Facebook, wishing that you had what your friends had because they're putting up these pictures and really they're tight as hell with their money. They could barely eat, but the pictures look good, right? Forget that and focus on yourself. How is your situation? Are you alive? If you're not feeling so well, lay down, relax, and think about where that is. Imagine that, and then start to heal yourself from the inside out. If it's your finances, what's the issue? Pinpoint it. Be honest with yourself. If you're a shopaholic, why are you shopping so much? What's going on? You know, if you're not making money at your job, well, okay, and you were before, what's the difference now? Oh, the people are coming in, then go get them. There's people everywhere that are not afraid of this pandemic. So it's about mindset, angels. So if you could get your mindset back to where it was when you felt like you were winning, think about what you were thinking then. Don't allow yourself in breakups and knowing that people are just so trashy and how they don't care about your feelings and your love, your heart, etc. Don't let yourself become bitter and start crying every day. You may cry, but not all day and every day because it'll change your face. Don't think of constant hateful things and angry things and what they did and how they did it. Because that's going to change your face. That's going to change who you are. Your voice may sound the same, but your face will not look the same. And I'm shallow. I'm a California girl. need my face to look the same. So, so we need to make sure, angels, that we're not allowing ourselves to accept the defeat that the adversary wants to sell us. He's defeated. Don't you see? Okay, so there's some people getting caught in it, but we don't know their relationship because in God's relationship, When something's about to go down, he moves his people out the way. You listen, you move, it happens, it happens, right? So with that said, I just want you to just stay focused on knowing that if this is your time relationship-wise with your father, your God, if you're in a pandemic right now and you're not winning, you don't feel like, whoa, God is good. (laughs) 
If you're not thinking that, then your relationship isn't as solid as you think it is. And I'm just going to be straight up and say it. Or you're just living like that double-minded shit. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. Sometimes you're like, you know, I'm a good person. I'm such a good person. And like my cousin once said to me, who are you to say that you're such a good person? Let somebody say it on behalf of you, right? So, you know, if you're struggling, if things are hard, if you're looking around and things are just really not what they should be and it's really making you feel depressed, then the first thing you need to do is look inside. The second thing you need to do is look at your relationship. Okay. And then you need to start thinking of how am I talking? What am I saying? What are my thoughts? What am I going to see? If I have a car, what am I going to go drive through? You need to get to the pretty neighborhoods if you have the gas. Look at the beautiful homes. Get to the water. Get to the, the floral botanical gardens or a place with lots of those things. Get your mind settled on beautiful things. If you're on the internet, stop freaking looking at your people's pictures and crap. Go look at some things that are going to inspire you to go get what you need. They're there. Everything you need is on the web. But if you are in the house feeling overwhelmed, get out of the house. Angels. You have all the power you need. It's there. It's inside you. Use it. All right? I'm not going to pray today with you because I'm already praying for you. If you need a prayer, let me know and I can send that out to you. You can find me online at Positive Energy, Positive Energy on uh, on Instagram and Twitter. and uh, And just reach out, say hi. If you have anything, you know, you can always leave a message here on my podcast. But if you want more energy, download this podcast, follow it, share it, partake, support, and let's watch this love grow. All right. Be energized and have a great day. Good morning. So it's the wee hours. It's, uh. 5, 10 in the morning, I am actually headed to work, my first day back in, uh, I think about 11 days, 10 days, <laughs> well, all together, out of work, I've only been out for seven days, anyway, including my days off, it makes it like 11, 10, 9, anyway, something like that, so anyway, um, I just wanted to say good morning, and I also, you know, I wish you could hear what I'm doing before I, you know, hit that button because the music goes off and I, you know, have to, um, you know, start fresh without the vibe that I had prior to. So anyway, um, the song hit me off by new edition was on. So this new thing has been happening with my phone when I get in the car that it just goes into this like random mix like it like I guess it does this mix where it just naturally throws on a song okay but then it's mixing them so I'm like okay but anyway so it hit me off and on and I love that song so much I just want to be like ah so today I wanted to what was on my mind while I was getting ready was that um I have the reason I'm going into work so early at this time is because it's inventory day so that's actually the only reason I'm going in today I was going to head back in on Monday inventory day and um, I was supposed to be prepping for that week that I was out but um, I was forced into quarantine 
because I, uh, you know, I had some coughing symptoms, but it was allergies. It started out as a nasal drip. As you guys know, I was talking to you, and then ultimately I had this nasty cough. And in the hair service business, you cannot be in there with these old people and different people um, coughing like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I pretty much held it and hid it, and then it just escalated right before I was getting ready to get better. It started to escalate, and I just didn't like it. So that's that. Anyway, so I'm heading into work today because they were going to catch me slipping, my boss. I love you, girl, but she's going to have me slipping. <laughs> but God, you know, so I'm, I'm headed in to make my commitment to ensure that my business is, you know, operating on the level that it's supposed to be. And um, this is a process that's actually supposed to take a week in prep. And then, um, you know, you should be able to come in. And so I'm doing my week prep in one day. Luckily, my favorites at the salon... You know, and one of them probably not even out of love, just out of just oh, can't stand like things not being right. Um, she tried to get it together for me because they were really freaking out and they knew I was sick. But only one of them really knew because she heard me. She knew she would come to my office. And she knew what I was going through. You know, I kept it from everybody else because I didn't want it to escalate to something real. And the one my <laughs> it's funny, you know, one of them said uh, the one I was just talking about. Not my fave, 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 but one of my other favorites. She um, she said when I told her I had to break it to her because I didn't want her to, you know, get any ideas. And I was just like, listen, girl, I'm going to have to, I'm having some issues, like, with this cough. And she's like, ooh, is it a cough, like a cold? And I said, no, it's not like that. But it is like, it sounds like a cold, but I don't have a fever. I don't have a sore throat, nothing, nothing, just this dust-related allergy. And so um, I was moving things at work and this chair, you know, we moved a big couch from our salon because it's COVID. We have to move everything out of the way. And so we had it stuffed in our wax room, but we're ready to use our facial wax room. So we had to get it out. And so the thing slid off the dolly up and I had to brace it with my chest and it took my, dragged my mask off, had my face planted in dust. And I'm highly allergic to dust. And I just, you know, it's sad. But anyway, it got me and it was bad. And I had to take off work and I had already taken like two extra days, including my two days off. So I was off for four days and then I get back for eight days straight. And after I, you know, I'm, I take my days off and then I take off. So I'm headed in to be a winner, represent my God and my kingdom. Right. So I wanted to talk to you girls about like, this is called, Hey sis, what the fuck? Why do you act like this? Why can't you be a good friend? Why can't you be a good mother? You think you're a good friend. You're not even a great daughter. And some of you had moms that really tried. She just couldn't do it all. So I'm just wondering what makes, what has happened to female humanity that makes you so fucking mean? And the only way that you can be nice is if you're being a lesbian with another woman. Then it's okay, right? If she's letting you touch on her in the secret, or if y'all got a little secret, she's cheating on her boyfriend with you, right? I don't like it, okay? I stick to myself a lot, and I love female friendships. I love them. You know, I, you know, when I was younger, I, um, I was a little masculine. <laughs> you know, I wasn't a lesbian at all, but I used to kiss around with my cousin. Uh, we learned to kiss with each other, you know? And so, uh, but I just, you know, as I got older, and we both knew that that's not what we want, but I know that my mom used to make a joke often and say that, 
you know, my son's going to be gay and my daughter is going to be a bull dagger or something like that. And I think I, she probably doesn't even remember, but she often made a joke like that. And I was like, not me, because you have to be, for me, I would have to be mentally ill to do that for me, okay? Because I have so much self-love that I would rather rub my own boobs. I would rather touch my own girlfriend, you know? But having, like, the sense of other women on me, okay. So, for me, that would be mental illness. But for anybody else, I'm not judging you at all. I don't care. It's your personal life and it's your business. But what I do care about is why women are so horrible towards each other. And let me tell you something. You know, these bitch-ass niggas are getting just as bad, right? Um, they, you know, they are bitch-ass, like there's some sort of feminine thing happening with them, so they're starting to sleep with each other's girls, you know, just be raggedy, like women are, towards each other. So, for me, I like to set a standard. You know, when I was younger, (laughs) when I was younger in my 20s, no, I'm sorry, because I was with Rory, so damn, I was bad, at 17, 18, and maybe even 16, when I, my boyfriend, I had a boyfriend for a really long time, but he was a jerk and he was a cheater. And so every so often, like once I, he cheated, 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 I realized that we had two different schools in the midst of extreme tears and snot. We went to different schools. So why am I tripping? There's people here. So anyway, um, so I was a person that I didn't play with your boyfriend. If my friends had a boyfriend and he flirted with me, I would be devastated. If you had a boyfriend I would probably be more inclined to be mean to him back then. Because now I don't have to be. I'm, ch- I'm not, you know. But, um, but I would be more inclined to not be nice or ignore your boyfriend than get his attention. Right? But if you played with me, if you tried to disrespect me, if you tried to make me feel less than you on any level, like you've lost your mind, I'm going to let your boyfriend flirt with me. I might even be inclined to mess around with him just to mess you up, right? But it was because I didn't like you and I wasn't going to be your friend ever in life. But these women today are so raggedy that you guys can't even, like, support, like, okay. So I'm looking at just the way life is on social media. I know the reason I don't trip on likes and shit is because I know that, I one, I have a hacker. So he wants me to not, to think people don't support me, to be mad at my family and friends. I know because I talk to my son and he doesn't even see half the stuff I have. And he doesn't even have a bunch of friends. Okay, stop. So I don't trip on that kind of thing because I already know who I am. I know I'm awesome. I know the impact I have on others. And social media just isn't that for me. It's a platform where I can say what I want. I can see the world in a certain way. I can, you know, I can't see everybody from the house. So I kind of enjoy that, you know, Um, but I don't really go looking at people's pictures and stuff. Whatever shows up, I see it. If I see it, I'm going to like it or love it, right, or react, period. What makes you not do When somebody, let's just say me, for instance, or your friend Karen, who just had a baby, and life has just seemed so perfect because her husband's awesome. They had a beautiful wedding. You know, they're, they bought a house after that. And everything is just pop, pop, pop for your friend, right? But because of something inside of you that your mother or the person who was your guardian, because the mother, is, I blame her because you came out of her womb. 
And whatever happened after that is her goddamn fault. Okay? So something went on that caused you to not want to be nice. To think it's like even in traffic, I was trying to get on. I wanted to throw something at these people. I'm trying to get on the highway yesterday. And this lady, I'm running out. I'm going really slow. I'm not trying to beat her. I'm just trying to get on. She's not going slow either. And I'm looking and she's literally, literally just keeping me off the road. I couldn't believe it. So now I'm getting something ready. I'm ready to just like, after I'm finally on, you know, I'm ready to throw something at this lady. And I'm looking. And I, I don't do that. I don't throw things, but I want to, you know. So I'm thinking I want to throw something. And when I get next to her, I see that she's an immigrant, clearly. Her both hands, two and ten, on the wheel. And she's like, you know, leaning close looking. Okay, leave her alone. She's not. But there are other people who literally, purposely, just don't want to let you. Like, it's funny, you know, and it's weird. And so that's the same with, you know, just anything. I would like to see females. If you're a mother of a daughter, because that's where we need to start. If you're the mother of a daughter, do you think you could please, possibly, be kind enough to not deliver to us a broken female? Example of a broken female is a female who... She can't be happy for another female. She can't help another female look her best. She cannot be happy that the female is winning in life on any level. She will let her leave with her hair messed up. She looks anything that looks great on her makes this person deeply uncomfortable. And then you have some, there's different types. You have the other types that will be friendly with you. Act like they're your friend. Come over while you're getting ready. They're dressed already. And now they make sure something spills on your outfit. Something, or just naturally does because they're demonic. You know, there's so much going on that we don't have time for this type of demoncy. So mothers, if you have a little girl, if she's in your stomach, talk to her, right? If you already know it's a little girl, talk to her and tell her all the great things about herself. And all the things you love about her already. And just build that relationship in the womb, right? After she's here, always hug her as a baby. If she peeps, get peck her up. None of that don't spoil the baby bullshit. Don't, don't do that. That's absurd. Okay? The baby deserves to be aware that you're with it still. When you put them off in a little chair off to the corner or in their crib... You know, that's why they tell you to bundle them up like that, because that's how they feel in your womb, right? But all these things make such a difference in how it's going to turn out later. So when she's a baby, I've always said it's going to make the difference on how she's going to be when she is a toddler, right? So as a toddler, you got to let her help. You want to smile whenever she sees your face. You want her to know that you're happy with her. But when she's not doing the right thing, you don't want to allow her. But at the same time, when she's a toddler and you can listen to her, or she's a baby enough to, you know, interact with other babies, you say, your mom's princess, right? But you know, there's other princesses like Tori. Tori's her mommy's princess, right? You're not the only princess, so you don't want to act like a jerk. When Kelsey was little, I told her, I told her she was my princess. But I also said to her that there are other royal families, that she's not the only princess. 
and that there are going to be different types of princesses out there. Which princess would she like to be? The kind princess? Would she like to be the kind princess? Or would she like to be the mean princess? You know, the cruel princess, friendly princess. She said the friendly princess. No, no, no. The kind princess. The friendly princess. It was so cute. The bottom line was she made her choice. And even though there are people that would think, because they absolutely don't know her, that she's not the kind princess or the friendly princess, but she's absolutely the friendly princess. And if she's not giving off friendly vibe in your spirit, because you have to ask yourself, what did you do? Or what has happened in that environment that puts her on guard, because that's all that is. So anyway, so now we have the toddler girl, and we're teaching her that she's not the only princess, so she can't go treating people like shit, basically. That's the reason we're saying that. She can't expect everybody to just come to be at her beck and call when, you know, there are other people also. So now, at the same time, we have her... The princess. We're letting her know the good things. Like, you know, how she should be. But also, you're showing her how it should be in the way that you treat her. So I had a neighbor when Kelsey, when we moved to, to upstate New York, we bought our first house. And, you know, I was getting to garden and things like that. And so there was a neighbor who had a very pretty property. Just super pretty. And she was not friendly at all. She's white, and she was, I guess, a little racist. It wasn't about me being black. I mean, being friendly, not, nothing. She just was a racist lady, her and her husband and her kids. And so she would peer at me, like, through the fence in a cruel, like, mean way or whatever. And I'd just be like, hello, ignore me. <laughs> We're, like, right there next to each other. So I, I learned to just keep it moving. But what I did observe is that her little girl would come and say, can I help? And she'd say no. And the reason she was asking could she help is because Kelsey would come and say, can I help? And she would help. So the little girl, her daughter, would see my daughter through the fence, this teeny little human, because she was like five years older than her, four years older than her, three years, something like that. She was older than her. She would see Kelsey, a tiny little human down there, helping, handing me stuff, digging holes. And she wanted to help, so it didn't make sense to her why she couldn't help, right? It took about maybe a year, and I finally started to see her mom letting her help, but that little girl was so mean, and I know why, her mom was mean, her mom was mean, so with Kelsey, though, she had a step stool in our kitchen, that's my daughter, she had a step stool in the kitchen, and when she wanted to help me, she would just pull up a stool, she never had to ask, she just pulled up a stool, and that meant she needed to help, I would just give her directions, and how she was going to help, because I made sure she felt she was important enough to be there with me. And that's the part. She's important enough to know, you know, she knows that she's important enough to be there with me, right? So I know, because I've seen a lot of mothers and how you've been treating your daughters. And just some of the daughters are such jerks, you know, at some point that the mother just loses hope in them. But it was all because of what you did when she was in your tummy, when she was a toddler, when she was five in elementary school, and on and on. So women, I'm going to talk about this more. Because I don't like the way women treat each other. And then you act all surprised that I don't want to be around you. I love women. I love you. But I don't love when you're trying to be hurtful. Like, I don't like women who are interested in other women's men. I don't like women who want to try 
another woman's man that she had already. Like there used to be a code, I remember. We just didn't do that. Men didn't do it and women didn't do it. But now it's like, you want to taste their flavor? That's disgusting. You know, it's really sick. And so, you know, I just feel like we have to get it back because things are just really out of control and it's acting like a third world country. We are not animals, okay? As women, there's some sort of indoctrination that's happened and I don't know where it came from on this planet because it wasn't always like this, where women just have lost their shit. And I want you to get it back, okay? So I want you to look in the mirror today, this morning, when you wake up, it's Sunday. It should be a Sabbath for some people. So it's God's day, right? So on this day, I want you to take your energy away from yourself and think about how you can be a blessing to another woman. If you're disrespectful to your mom as a grown woman, even if she's a jerk and she used to treat you bad when you were little, then stay away from her. But don't treat her bad. She's old. And whatever happened is probably because of what she went if you are a young lady, like, I see so many young ladies who have all these people, like, they have friends or whatever, but they're only the party friends. They're just there for the party. You know, where's the friends that, like, are real friends? We have to teach our daughters to be real friends. I used to sit on the stairs when my daughter would have company because she had have girls over all the time. And I used to sit on the stairs of her bedroom, like, midway next to my bedroom, and they didn't even know, and I would listen to their conversations. Because when they leave, or if I had to pull her aside to tell her I didn't like that, or did you hear what what's her name said? I didn't like that. How did you feel about that? I taught my daughter how to interact. And still, she needs a lot, you know, because she's her own character. But the bottom line is, there were a lot of, I had to train her on loyalty, on how to be friendly. Like, she didn't know how to maintain friendships. Like, reach out, because I don't reach out to my friends, so she probably, <laughs> but I'm just like that. Like, I don't think that I need to talk to you every single day, but I love you. And nobody can ever say, nobody can ever say that I, well, as an adult, because when I was younger, in my teens, I was different. But as an adult, no woman can ever say that I was hurtful to them on purpose. I was, if my hurtfulness is not being there or my absence, that's different. But I never purposely tried to say bad things to you or about you. I never purposely tried to tear you down. I tried to build people up, right? So that's what, and I didn't get that from my mother. My mother doesn't like women. You know, my mom, God bless her heart, is, is just so sad because for me, I think that a lot of the women that I, I have brought into my life prior to this moment in my 50-year-oldness that I've come to realize who I am, I often brought women like my mom into my life who weren't really my friends. They liked what they got from me, but they just, if they couldn't get it all, you know, they didn't give anything back. Or if they, it was just weird, you know? And so I learned to just stay to myself and just love people for what they offered. And to them, they're thinking, oh, why didn't she come around? Or she just, no, it's because I don't want to get, I, I like a certain type of nurturing and friendshipness, but if you're not offering that, I'm not mad at you. It's not you. It's okay. I have my needs. So I get those needs from my husband, who is my best friend. Anything else is conversation and just, if you need me, you know, like, I don't, I'm not that, let's get together on vacations. No. Vacations are with me and my husband, me and my family, and I like to spend time like that with them, you know. So um, I just know that friends are a trip, people are a trip, but women, I, we have to do better. Like, stop treating each other like this. Make today a day that you see somebody's stuff come through. And she's prettier than you or in your eyes. She's got more going on than you in your eyes. 
and you would hate, you want to hate, you want to ignore her stuff on Facebook. Don't do that. Like it. And if it's amazing, love it. Start there. Okay? And if you're a mom, start by fixing breakfast and looking into your child's face and don't put them in front of the TV. Or just have conversations and let them know the truth. Like, I, I miss you. I, you know what? We're growing every day. We can change, right? I got nine minutes, and I don't want to be just rushing off this and into the place. So I'm going to go. Um, I put in love, praying for you. I pray that you hear me and that you make a point to be a better woman on this journey, a better journey woman angel. I'm talking to you, angels. I hope you have an amazing Sunday with your family, your friends, whoever you love. And I pray that you have an abundance of love. That love is the order of the day, all right? Thank you for everything, for inspiring me to do this, and um, and have a great day, all right? I can find my anchor. See ya.